You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Hey, everybody, and thank you for pressing play on another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. My name is John. I'm here with my good friend, Christopher Tiny Sullivan. Yep. And we, as always, have a jam-packed, super awesome show for you guys with a lot of great, weird, and wild news stories. But let's start off. Tiny, how was your week? It's pretty good. I had a pretty good week, too. Can't complain. The air went out in my office. Oh, no. Um, But I've traveled a lot this week, so I was only there one day when the air was off. So it didn't bother me too bad. And because we record in the Saharan desert here, <laughs> yeah. uh, I was used to it. It didn't bother me at all. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't too bad. I would like to say just at the top of the show, mm-hmm. not sure if anybody noticed, but I took some of that Patreon money and put it towards some software, which I thought really made our show sound good last week. All right, I didn't see an invoice for these purchases. <laughs> There's none of that was ran by me. But no, I thought the show sounded, yeah. as I said in the text message, as professional as you could make us sound. Yeah, as far as audio quality right. goes, not yeah. content quality. Yeah, no, not at all, or like grammar or any of that stuff. Yeah, But I, I listen to a lot of professional podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts in general, okay. and I've always felt like there was a small, not a huge chasm, yeah. But a small gap between us and like other professional podcasts, I really felt like those plugins I got last week eliminated. They did it. Yeah. What uh what would you say is the difference between a professional podcast and us? I, I mean, just like right. what what would why do you label some podcasts professionals and others and us not professional? I would now this is just my opinion. I would think a professional podcast is someone who can Podcast full time. Okay. Supports their <laughs> supports their their uh that or their lifestyle with by podcast. And typically a podcast, which not a lot of podcasts make money, but the podcasts that do make money, typically they have all the super awesome equipment you sure. need to yeah. have a like a broadcast quality sounding show. And like a like producer. Joe Rogue. Yeah. yeah. And a yeah, and a full time dude on staff who like is a audio engineer yeah. and has like a doctor or not a but like a master's degree with all okay. kinds of fancy letters on it. Sure. Well, I mean, maybe one day. Maybe Tiny. one day. Maybe one day. I don't know. I can't imagine you and I interviewing someone to be our producer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Find I, already know, be I really... already know who it is. It's oh, you just do? Colin Horton. <laughs> <laughs> it's me and you talking Colin Horton into like 
don't like give like donating us for free like ten hours of his week every week to like do our audio. <laughs> yeah, I just can't see that go like someone walking in interviewing with us and being like, Yeah, I feel like I want to take this job. <laughs> <laughs> well see, that's we, we can't get like a like Joe on Joe Rogan's show, he's got Jamie and he's sure. constantly like, Hey Jamie, look that up. Make sure I'm not lying. Yeah. Like fact check me on that. Yeah, no, I don't want fact checkers. No. <laughs> That's we don't need that'll be the demises of our show. No, me and you, it'll be we get we'll be like, you know, way older and there's all this new tech that now we don't understand. We've become our parents. Right. And we're getting some teenager in the youth group. That's what we need. To like work for basically nothing. Well, Hudson has learned how to make uh, videos and like overlay different sound on them okay. and all that with an app on his phone. He mm-hmm. sends me just like weird stuff he makes all the time. Um, so my, he might be your guy. Maybe. I could I could work with Hudson. <laughs> I could do it. Uh, he and I could could get along. I don't know that Colin would put up with us though. I feel like he would be after a week or so. I'd be like, oh, guys, I I gotta go. I gotta record a christian album or something you know <laughs> well speaking of he produced a song for another guy that goes to church here landon oh yeah yeah he put out last week oh i saw and that i saw that landon was like on the radio yeah, and all on, that he's on local yeah. radio station right. here uh, and the part i listened to the song was pretty good but something happened say, i couldn't listen to all of it i'm not a huge country fan yeah but if i was a huge country fan and drove a truck and dated my stepmom i would love this song <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I like to say I listened to a little bit of it. And I was like, "Well, that's pretty good," you know, pretty good sound and all that. But uh, I didn't get to listen to all of it because something happened. So shout out to Colin and, and Landon for yeah. this song, Landon Butler. Way, way too long, right? Yo, yeah. go go check them out. Right, send them to the top of the charts, and maybe we can ride on their coattails <laughs> a little bit. Right. Well, yeah, a rising tide lifts all boats. True, and yeah, that would be awesome. But we're not here to talk about Alabama no. country music out of Coker, Alabama. <laughs> we're here to talk about odd news. You got from, anything interesting this weekend? From the world From the over. world, yes. Yeah. Now, there's plenty of odd news that happens in Coker, I'm sure, <laughs> every day. I'm uh, going to talk about Chuck Woolery. Okay. The former host of the Love Connection. Got a woman who refused to wear a mask and went viral. She's got a little bit of a... The story is not over regarding that. Gotcha. And uh, and then I got a couple more I'm going to narrow down between. Okay. How about you? Well, I have a man who bites a seagull. I want to talk about Kanye West again because I don't think his story is over either. No. Or at least his presidential candidacy. Okay, good. At least not quite. All right. There were some rumblings it was. (laughs) There was. Okay. And we'll, we'll get into that. I want to start off the show with, Twitter blames coordinated attack on its systems for hack of Joe Biden, Barack Obama, Bill Gates, and others. Okay. Were you, this happened, I think, Wednesday last week. Wednesday, I was on the road. Okay. Visiting our stores, doing end of the year write-offs. But I called it after Mm -hmm. it had already been resolved. I saw like some screenshots and all that, and they said all the blue check marks got taken down for a while, right? It's a fun day. Yeah. (laughs) I saw somebody comment, was like, how will I know, now that the blue check marks are not here, how will I know which New York Times article I should read to form my opinion on anything? I saw the Babylon Bee tweeted out, they they at replied CNN, Oh, yeah. And said that uh, since CNN can't tweet, I guess you'll have to get your fake news from us. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good. Pretty good. 
Battle.iv has get it's gotten more and more aggressive, you oh, know, yeah, in the past year or so. It started out it was just fun time. Let's make fun of preachers and mm-hmm. stuff, and they've they've gone militant. I think, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think Snopes fact checking their article, yeah, actually right. really helped them out yes, because right. a lot of people who've never heard of the Babylon Bee are right. now, oh wait a minute, is this fake news out? Yeah, trying to destroy democracy <laughs> in North America. <laughs> yeah, no, I've seen people share it on like uh, different message boards I go to, and they those people are certainly not Christian, you know, <laughs> right? Based on their posting history, yes. But anyway, this comes from CNN Business. Twitter accounts belonging to Joe Biden, Bill Gates, Elon Musk, and Apple, among other prominent handles, were compromised on Wednesday in what Twitter said it believes to be an attack on some of its employees with access to to the company's internal tools. We detected what we believe to be a coordinated social engineering attack by people who successfully targeted some of our employees with access to internal systems and tools, Twitter support team said late Wednesday. The attackers posted tweets that appeared to promote a cryptocurrency scam. That's right. Which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and all of this. It's all over get, Bitcoin. Yeah, they get control of these uh, these top accounts, mm-hmm. super famous people. And then what do they do? They use it to try to scam people out of Bitcoin. <laughs> sure. Yeah, the, the worst thing idea. you do, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. they know that people on Twitter are idiots and they'll do it. Yeah. But anyway, it just says that uh, the accounts, along with those of former President Barack Obama, Kanye West, Ooh. Kim Kardashian West, Warren Buffett, Jeff Bezos, and Mike Bloomberg, posted similar tweets soliciting donations via Bitcoin to their verified profiles on Wednesday. This is one from Gates. It said, everyone is asking me to give back, and now is the time, promising to double all payments made to a Bitcoin address in the next 30 minutes. Because I guess they knew that this was going to get taken. Yeah, right. They were like, you got 30 minutes to give Bitcoin to this wallet, and I'll double those donations. (laughs) I'll double them. Yes. Once we became aware of the incident, we immediately locked down the affected accounts and removed tweets posted by the attackers. Twitter said, we have locked accounts that were compromised and will restore access to the original account owner only when we are certain we can do so securely. So because these certain accounts got compromised and had Bitcoin scammers out there tweeting from these verified accounts, Twitter decided to lock down all verified accounts. Yeah. So they Until they could figure, figure it out. Figure out what's going on. So it was it was a great silencing. <laughs> and it was hilarious. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I saw that Twitter, like you said, claimed a hacker hacked some of their employees. Mm-hmm. But I feel like one of their employees, like the guy that's over the logins or whatever, probably took a payment and handed all that stuff over. That right. seems much more likely to me. Because mm-hmm. how are they going to know that Tiny Sullivan is the dude who's in charge of handling all the verified accounts or whatever right. to get to hack him to get all the information. You would think that that would get you found out, though, because, I mean, surely only certain people have access sure. to this. Right. So, so I think those two or three people. And uh, you, you just, just got to get a little bit of money. A te- the polygraph test. Yeah. And, and have people coming in <laughs> one at a time. Well, I would think from Twitter's perspective, you don't want to get an out that an employee probably took a cash payment to turn over your login info. Right. So what are you going to say? Oh, he got hacked and they took him. But on the inside, mm-hmm. they're probably like, well, we got to cut your hand off and you're fired. <laughs> you know, yeah. something like that. Well, and also, and as ridiculous as this is, or this is going to sound funny as I thought all of this was on Wednesday that all the blue checks couldn't talk. Yeah, I thought that part could. was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> 
I remember I tweeted out a gif of Neo from the Matrix when his mouth, his lips like melt together. Oh, yeah. And he yeah. can't talk. And I was like, this is what Twitter's done to all the verified accounts. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, you know, Twitter is a platform that's not just woke people and the alt right threatening to kill each other over. It's also where our president states yeah. like the platforms that sure. he wants people to talk about. And he, threatens North Korea on there sometimes. There's a lot of stuff, yeah. So this is a big deal. Well, This could have been bad, you know? I mean, potentially. If you you really want to know, this is when he was going to announce the arrest of all the pedophiles (laughs) in Hollywood. (laughs) And so they had to come up with a reason to shut it down for a little while. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Sure. I'm I'm sure that's what happened. (laughs) But he's back now, though. Yeah, right. But (laughs) the wind has already passed. (laughs) They unsealed the indictments and they've got them all. I got you. So, yeah, I don't know. It was it was kind of weird. Like I say, I wasn't on Twitter, uh, and a hundred percent of the time when I'm on Twitter, I'm on sports Twitter. You know, like mm-hmm. just talk, trying to find out if we're ever going to have live sports or live football again. And uh, so I don't pay a lot of attention to a lot of blue check marks that are unrelated to sports. So right. I would probably wouldn't have noticed a huge difference in my timeline, anyways. But I think it's interesting, you know, like if you're so important that you went through the process to get verified on Twitter and mm-hmm. then you're told you got to shut up because some dude selling Bitcoin or stealing Bitcoin, <laughs> right. that had to hurt your ego a little bit. I do believe that the FBI is looking into it. Sure. And, and I think that's why they didn't hack President Trump, you know, because if he would have sent out one of those. First of all, those like same five people who always respond to him every time he tweets, <laughs> yeah. you know, like they're the first people ever. They would have been all totally up in arms, especially since they say he's been selling Mexican beans out of the, out of the Oval <laughs> Office. <laughs> did, you, did you see that uh, meme? <laughs> I've seen so many of them. Where it's like, it was the picture of Barack Obama with his feet up on the desk. Yeah, it was right. like, yeah, you remember that the up. time yeah, everybody the got right super mad lost about their that. minds over yeah. his feet on the desk? Yeah. And now you got this dude like selling, right. selling Goya beans on, on it. That's the one of uh, <laughs> Ivanka holding up like a can of Goya beans. And she had like a Marie Antoinette wig <laughs> photoshopped on her. And it was like, let them eat beans. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, um, if the president would have done it, the investigation would have been stepped up a whole lot more, right. you know? I would probably stayed away from Barack, too. Mm-hmm. Just Let's just use famous people. Because then they're like, well, who cares what Bill Gates do? Of course, Bill Gates got enough money to pay for any kind of investigation he wants <laughs> right. anyways. But, yeah, I would have started low level, mm-hmm. you know, like, C-list celebrities, you know, rake in a few Bitcoins from those guys and then work my way up. Well, you know, they had a uh, Joe Biden and yeah, you know, they could uh I want to believe that most of America would have caught on to okay, this is a, a scam, but <laughs> let's just say his account did start randomly tweeting out like Oh yeah. kid porn. Well, something horrible. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like something illegal. Well, I was to say Joe Biden not, could that have possibly I mean, he's trying to sink his campaign himself. Right. But that could have been really, really bad. Sure. That could have affected the election. But then again, Joe Biden's like the type of guy who still forwards the emails that are like, send this to 30 <laughs> people before yeah. midnight or you'll die in your sleep. You know, yeah. he's still in that yeah. era of the internet. <laughs> so did you see the Babylon Beast? I mean, within just, you know, minutes of this whole hack happening, 
the Babylon Bee sent, tweeted out a headline that people are immediately suspicious that Joe Biden's Twitter account was hacked because he stated a coherent thought. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, you know, I mean, it's a rough and tumble world on Twitter. I'll say yeah. that much. You know, like mm-hmm. Twitter is like uh, the back of the school bus of social media where everybody just makes fun of everybody. and <laughs> yeah. gets mad. And there's a few fist fights, you know. Some kid snuck a pint of liquor from his dad's liquor cabinet on there. That's Twitter in the social media world. You got one kid with a little baggie of uh, powdered sugar, but he's telling everybody it's <laughs> yeah, cocaine. Right. Some they're kids. daring some other kid to do it. <laughs> some kid selling nickel bags of oregano like he got out of his mom's thing. <laughs> yeah, Twitter's just, it's a rough world. Right. People are very, very mean on Twitter. On both sides of the political spectrum, on both sides of the faith spectrum, too. Yeah. I mean, people are just mean on Twitter, <laughs> which is why I stick to sports, because people have been mean in sports for forever. <laughs> like, if you like the other team, we automatically hate you. So I'm just used to that type of hate. Right. It doesn't bother me. Um, but I can't get into politics. But let's talk about Chuck Woolery, okay? Right, let's talk about him. Chuck Woolery's Twitter account disappears after his son apparently comes down with coronavirus. So just days after his full-throttled rejection of all things coronavirus was retweeted by President Donald Trump, former game show host Chuck Woolery's Twitter account was no more. It's unclear on Wednesday evening whether the disappearance was related to the widespread hack on Twitter or whether Twitter or Woolery removed himself and the account. On Sunday, Woolery wrote, The most outrageous lies are the ones about COVID-19. Everyone is lying. The CDC, the media, Democrats, our doctors, not all but most that we are told to trust. I think it's about the election and keeping the economy from coming back, which is about the election. I'm sick of it. So he tweeted that. Mm-hmm. Trump retweeted it because Trump will retweet something positive about it. We should try to get Earth Audi retweeted by Trump. <laughs> like we should just go full on MAGA. <laughs> You know, Q conspiracy. We need to just get on board and <laughs> right. see if we can't get a retweet out of the president. <laughs> so, you know, I can say Trump retweeted it. It blew up then because I can't imagine Chuck Woolery's got too many people following him. <laughs> right. You know, like who just super hardcore love connection fans. Mm-hmm. And so CBS News, Catherine Heritage asked Trump, uh, you reposted a tweet yesterday saying that CDC and health officials are lying. You understand this is confusing for the public, so who do they believe? You or the medical professionals like Dr. Fauci? He said, I didn't make a comment, (laughs) Trump told Harris. The classic retweets are not endorsements (laughs) line. I did. I reposted a tweet that a lot of people feel, but all I'm doing is making a comment. Now, two sentences ago, he said, I didn't make a comment, and then he says, but all I'm doing is making a comment. <laughs> well, he's never been exactly careful with words. No, right, I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just putting somebody's voice out there. There are many voices. There are many people that think we shouldn't do this kind of testing because all we do, it's a trap. Mm-hmm. Okay. So late Monday, Woolery apparently shared a less combative message on Twitter saying, to further clarify an ad perspective, COVID-19 is real and it is here. My son tested positive for the virus, and I feel for those suffering, and especially those who have lost loved ones. Oh, man. And then 
I want to believe after that, some Twitter account called Get Woke or Go Broke 69 <laughs> tweeted, delete your account, to yeah. which he deleted his account. He apparently did. <laughs> Says it's unclear whether his son's condition, the reaction to his original tweet, or something else prompted Woolery or Twitter to remove his account. Deadline, which is from Deadline.com, sure it's credible, uh, has reached out to Woolery and Twitter, but did not immediately hear back from either. So... Chuck Woolery got a little taste of the old <laughs> karma wagon came by. Right. And uh, his son got coronavirus. So I feel like you're like, uh, hey, I probably need to delete all this now because my kid's got it. He could possibly pass away. I don't know. Look right. a very small I will percentage. say he's got good chances of yeah. surviving. Got a good chance of so. living. Old people are really at risk. So yeah. we need to keep all the old people inside. I will say this is certainly the most like high-profile one of these stories I've seen. Yeah. The media is really low. Oh, these. yeah. This person didn't believe in coronavirus. Right. Now they're dead. Look. I've w- seen so many of those stories. When I get coronavirus, because <laughs> I'll get it, I can't stop touching my face and touching stuff. It's just how I am. I fully expect the audio of me talking about not ever wanting to wear a mask will resurface. I hope it does. That'll be great for the show. Absolutely, right. This, like, this local podcaster in Alabama said he hated masks. He didn't want to wear one. Right. Then he licked a doorknob, and now he's dead. And Tiny's looking for another co-host of Earth Oddity Podcast. I was going to say, like, if I get it, oh, I'll start coughing Here right I said it. Here it comes. Oh, no. If I get it, and I'm in the hospital, I fully expect you to... Chop up that audio, <laughs> make like a video montage of me and my kids and all that, me and Deidre, and put it out on the internet. And with, just send that to AL.com. Yeah, right. Where it then gets picked up by CNN yes, and MSNBC. Everybody. Yeah. I fully <laughs> expect. Look, if I go and have to get it put in the hospital because I'm fat or whatever, and I have like high cholesterol, I still want you to do it. You know? <laughs> well, because you know, people who are fat and old. Yeah, they're, they're at risk. Get, they're still getting the you know, coronavirus. Uh, never mind. I did post a mirror selfie on my personal Instagram account. Yeah. If you can find me, listeners, you can follow me there. You have to request me because the public just doesn't deserve me uh, <laughs> of me wearing my mask yesterday. Because I'm a law-abiding citizen, and and Meemaw said we had to wear a mask in Alabama, <laughs> so I put one on like I like a good boy. Right. So there is proof out there that I was I've not held the same line of thinking that I once had. Well, if you do come down with coronavirus, I'm going to need you to take that down before I <laughs> well, the only, send off the montage. <laughs> I only got like four or 500 followers on Instagram, so nobody's really going to care. You know, my pictures only get like 15 likes a piece, so I'm good. Nobody pays attention to me on Instagram. Anyways, oh, yeah, I would love, you know, I kind of knock on wood. I kind of, Wish I could get coronavirus just for that. Just for that whole, that's how bad I am to want to make a joke. It's like, let me put my life in danger to make a really good joke that might get us some more listeners. Well, that's about to say, you know, you you could just simply get tested. Sure. But and then no, just tell everybody that you got it. They ain't showing that thing up my nose. <laughs> I saw a thing. Yeah, will. <laughs> it was like a, I went and got tested for coronavirus, and all they found was cocaine residue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, I, they're not putting that thing up my nose. No, not until I absolutely have to have it. I'm not voluntarily letting them shove something that far up my nose. I saw them do it to my foster kid. It is not cool at all. Man. Have you been tested? No. 
No, I'm not. But I'm not. I mean, it's a promise. I will not get to. I'll just get sick. I will say this. Uh, I did tell my boss. I threatened my boss. Oh, because <laughs> oh, the union coming out in you. <laughs> yep. Here we go. <laughs> Earlier in the year, I was one of the few. I was one of like two people in our department that had yet to schedule their vacation. Uh-huh. And when pe- people came back from the shutdown, there were all these rules about like, okay, you can't take any vacation until such and such a date and things are back to normal, which I was like, okay, I'm fine with that. And then one day I'm like, hey, where's so-and-so? I kind of need his help with this. Like, oh, he took a vacation. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. I thought we weren't allowed to take vacation. Oh, well, he scheduled that before the shutdown and the company has to honor it. Okay, well, that stinks. What about so-and-so? I really need his help. Oh, he's on vacation today, too. And see, I had never gotten to schedule my vacation. So right. I was showing up to work every single day because I'd never gotten a chance to schedule mine. And right. I remember my boss, I was I was needing something. I was needing a day for something. I forget what it was. And he was saying, well, I don't know. And I told him, I was like, look, I'll just go get a corona test and not show up in here for a week. If that's the way you want to do it. (laughs) If you want to play this game. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. Workers of the world, unite, Tiny. Let's go. All right. (laughs) But anyway. Yeah. But anyways, just a little coronavirus goofing. It it didn't come to that. Yeah. I I got the day I needed. And Walmart said you got to wear a mask to Walmart now. Right. So apparently you still don't need to wear pants. Yeah, or a bra or anything like that. Yeah, or a top. Yeah. You can just but give you, you got to have mask. that mask on. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's cool. I'm happy with that. You know, I'm I'm at a loss for why we haven't seen a lot more like streaker stories. True. You know, wearing them now that you can wear a mask yeah. out in public. Yeah. What's stopping people from taking off all their clothes and running around naked? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I did smile at a lot of people yesterday, and that was like, oh, dang, they can't see me smiling, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's just the way it goes. I like to blow raspberries at people. <laughs> they can't tell. <laughs> well, just so you know, everybody keep an eye on Chuck Woolery. Prayers up for Chuck Woolery and his son, yes. you know? Well, our next story, man bites seagull after it tried to steal his McDonald's food. Okay. And this comes from Fox News, fair and balanced. A McDonald's customer was arrested after he allegedly bit a seagull after it tried to steal his meal. The suspect reportedly attacked the bird in front of the authorities. Officers from a local unit were on patrol when they witnessed the incident in the city of Plymouth, England. Cornwall Live reports, the man reportedly claimed that the bird was trying to steal his McDonald's, so he grabbed it and he bit it. All right. I like that. I like that move. If I'm a cop and I'm walking by and I see this, yeah, I'm probably just gonna keep walking. <laughs> yeah, <know? laughs> no, you don't get involved with that. So huge props to the officers who decided to intervene. <laughs> the animal apparently appeared to be injured as a result of the bite, but it flew away before authorities could inspect it. All right, uh, hope that man's had his shot. Sure. The suspect reportedly admitted to being under the influence of drugs. <laughs> you imagine that? <laughs> imagine that. The suspect was taken into custody since seagulls are a protected species in the area. The McFan is reportedly facing up to six months in prison or a fine of about $6,300. So seagulls are protected? In England, apparently. Wow. Didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if I just knew jail, you can't feed them from the balcony <laughs> down at the beach, you get kicked out of your room. Well, because, you know, you get the. the Seagull poop. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, then they'll start. They'll take over your balcony. Yeah, <laughs> they will. 
In the statement obtained by Cornwall Live, a spokesperson for the local police department said that he sunk his teeth into it before throwing it to the floor. Officers had seen the incident and immediately went over and detained and took details from him. Around this time, the man volunteered the information that he was under the influence of drugs, and it was decided that he should be taken to Dareford Hospital for treatment. The seagull was clearly injured by the incident, but it flew off before we were able to check on its welfare. <laughs> Don't know what happened to it afterwards. <laughs> I wonder if that seagull is like all the other birds are like, oh, you got human flu now. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got to go get tested. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Southwest News Services reported that a police spokesperson also stated yesterday we detained a male who attacked and injured a seagull in the city center. Love them or loathe them, seagulls are protected under the Wildlife and Countryside Act of 1981. Oh, So no biting seagulls in England. Good to know, Sadie. But (laughs) jot that down, Sadie, so you don't get any trouble. Now, I once knew a guy who bit a catfish. Oh, okay. he caught a catfish. Now, I've bitten lots of catfish. Yeah, no, no, this is a live Especially one. after they've been dunked in tartars. <laughs> when I was in Boy Scouts, our troop would go out to a catfish pond once a year and have a catfishing contest. And a guy by the name of Mark Maherg. Mark was a great guy. Still is a great guy. Was he related to Tommy Maherg? No, I don't know, but probably. Okay. But Mark uh, caught a catfish, was getting it off the hook. The catfish bit him, you know, like closed his mouth on him. <laughs> and Mark just picked it up and bit it, like bit it on the side. Almost the same story. Come to find out, catfish skin is poisonous if it's not cooked. <laughs> Uh-oh. So he had to go to, like, the emergency room. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I'm I'm pro-biting animal. <laughs> yeah, like, if they're messing with you, bite them back. Yeah. yeah. I don't... I'm not for a lot of things, but if if an animal bites you, bite it back. Yeah. Well, what about a bird trying to take your food? I'm, well, food, you can't take my food. <laughs> right. you know, like, I'm fat. I'm going to get upset about it. <laughs> uh, if you try to take my food, I'm going to get after you. Uh-huh. Yeah. That I, was my fry. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just happened to be America's best fry. It was a McDonald's fry, and it was yeah. still warm. So I was just looking forward to eating it, and you're In trying England, to get it. are still America's best. <laughs> or America's favorite. That's what they say. America's favorite fry. Oh, is that what they say? Well, that's what they used to say. I have no idea what they remember, say. I really England. took issue. You do? Because I, I I don't think they're America's favorite fries. But we've already established that you're wrong on that point. I don't <laughs> know that we that need to we rehash this debate. Except that we didn't establish that. Yeah, well, I mean, who sells the most fries in the world? McDonald's. They, they sell the most fries because they sell the cheapest food in the most convenient form in the most locations in North America. I'm going to blow your mind here. I'm a, I'm I've held this card back. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. A friend of mine by the name of Lonnie, uh Lindsay Jones knows Lonnie, John Myrick knows Lonnie, worked at the fry factory. Okay. okay, where they cut the potatoes and make the fries. McDonald's is the only fast food chain that buys all grade A top of the line fries. They have the strictest <laughs> the strictest rules. For their fries, whereas any other place, yeah. first of all, Arby's fries are trash. We're not even considering <laughs> them. I don't even know what they do with their fries. They're like orange, you know? <laughs> fries are like orange. They don't even count. But say Wendy's, Burger King, whatever, they'll get some grade C's in there on mm-hmm. it. They'll let a few through. Only all grade A are going to McDonald's. Okay, well, that means nothing to me. Sure it does, because, because... You, it, it blew every argument you have out no, of the water. No, because you know what? 
You, if you go in Five Guys, they don't get their fries from a factory, John. They have potatoes all over the sure, place. Right. They cut them up themselves, yeah. fresh, right there on the go spot. Go in and eat the potatoes they some kid them, put his nasty butt sh- on. Then they serve them to you in a dang grocery sack. You know what you they give you so the many? the grocery store back in You know the why they 80s. give you so many? Because they're not great A's. <laughs> That's why they give you so many. They well, can afford more. Okay. They're better. No, they're not better they're at all. They're better. They taste better. They're no. thicker and they stay warm longer. No, those potatoes have been sitting out there on the floor for <laughs> weeks. Kids have been sneezing all over them and everything, and you're happy that they're cutting them up. I'm pretty sure that boiling hot grease kills any no. disease that some kid could have put on that french fry, John. The CDC says you're wrong. Fact <laughs> C- check, false. The CDC <laughs> says I'm right. Fact, Fact check, check, true. False. No, coronavirus will last on anything. <laughs> For weeks, I've heard it. it I read it in the news article. It won't. It can't even survive in the sunlight. <laughs> no, that's what they want you to believe. That's what Chuck Woolery and the anti-coronavirus lobby wants you to believe. Okay, but now that I'm a mask wearer, I know all about it. Okay, let me just ask you: You don't think a kid can sneeze on a McDonald's fry? A kid can. Oh, I'm sure some horrendous things happen to McDonald's fries. I would be willing to bet. But that there are still a better quality fry. Sneezy kids come into contact with. Happy Meals and McDonald's fries than even set foot in Five Guys. But not behind the counter. <laughs> <laughs> only the McDonald's workers. And we know McDonald's only hires the best workers. Okay? Okay. <laughs> all right. At this point, your argument has lost all credibility. <laughs> not the fact <laughs> Not the fact that the McDonald's fries are the best fast food fry there is. Okay? Well. It is. I mean, it's, it's no doubt about wrong, it. You wrong, John. I'm not wrong about it. There's no doubt about it. It is the best. You've... Falling for five guys propaganda. I feel like I don't even know you anymore. I'm sorry. Look, the one thing, let's talk about pineapple on pizza to get back on good terms. (laughs) (laughs) So, look, if you're listening to this, you can email or call in. Let us know that I'm right. You know, (laughs) that's all you have to do is call in that I'm right. McDonald's has the best fast food fry, always has, always will. Okay. Okay. And Lonnie said Except when he worked don't. at the potato, at the French fry factory, like they could buy fries at cost. You know, mm-hmm. they had them all. The waffle fries, everything. Everybody bought McDonald's fries because they're the best. Well, if you I want- know a guy that worked in the factory. <laughs> if you want your fries coming from a factory where yeah. they build. You know what they, they do? They build French fries not even out of potatoes. <laughs> they're out of processed no potato dust no. that they compress together and then weave no. them into that food and freeze them and ship them off. The they do this. S- you want real potatoes that are cut up and fried? You go somewhere. They else. do the same thing Five Guys does, except better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, call me when Five Guys is selling billions and billions of dollars worth of fries, and we'll talk. I mean, numbers don't lie, Tiny. Numbers don't lie. Well, in my opinion, taste buds is what don't lie. And the people buy, people vote with their wallet, Tiny. Vote with their people wallet. People vote for cheap food with their wallet. People vote with their right. wallet. Yeah. It's amazing that McDonald's has created such a high quality fry at such a low cost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just sorry. Now, you can't get them cold. You know, when they get cold, they're not good. Well, but I'll any fry this, is good when it's not cold. Using your logic, I think one could argue that the Cheesecake Factory, they must make the worst tasting cheesecakes in America because people don't buy them as much as they buy cheap cheesecakes that come from Walmart in the bakery section. I, I'm not a cheesecake eater, so I can't speak <laughs> with <laughs> with any authority on this. Okay. Okay. But I am a fry eater, so mm-hmm. I, I'm impassioned about my stance. I think there's a difference between the cheapest fries you can get 
the most convenient fries you can get no. and the best French fries you can no. get. No, uh-uh. there's not. Okay. There's well. not. I have no idea how we got <laughs> from Twitter and Chuck Woolery to French our I know ongoing exactly French how we fry got here. debate. There was a uh, there was a seagull in Oh, England that's right, yeah. That clearly has horrible that's taste right. in French fries. That's that right. That was trying to get some from this other guy and the guy bit him. <laughs> well, um, so that means it's my turn to talk about a story. I completely <laughs> forgot about the seagull. I got so mad about the fries. John's like, top story, all the other fries are trash. McDonald's right. is the best. It is the best. <laughs> it clearly is the best. And like I said, it's cold, they're no good. But any fry that's cold is no good. Yeah, but some fries stay warm for a lot longer. Well, because they give you like all this mass of fries, there's held in the bottom because they can afford to because they got the cheap potatoes, you know? Well, what is the worst fries? Arby's is clearly the worst fry. Have you ever had these French fries from Freddy's? No, I've never been to Freddy's. Dude, they have these, they call them fries, but they're not. They're really more like hash browns that haven't been grouped together okay. fried on a griddle. They're really, really teeny, small. Teeny, teeny, tiny yeah. potato sticks. No, I don't like those either. Yeah. No, I would, I'm anti that. I won't eat anywhere named Freddy's, though, out of respect for Freddie Mercury. Um, a woman who refused to wear a mask wants half of $100,000 donated to a Starbucks barista. Okay. It is a barista, right? That's how you yes. pronounce that? I don't know. because no, you're, you're absolutely only been to Starbucks once in my life. As far as the term for someone who makes coffee and probably yeah. has a bachelor in arts degree, <laughs> yes, that would be a barista. <laughs> like, um... Why do you need a title like a barista, you know, to to make coffee? Is it just to make it sound cooler? Yeah, I think it's. Or is I mean, that I like a long going? <laughs> and they always call people who fix coffees baristas. I mean, I don't want to be insensitive here, but I think it's so your employees can tell their friends they're a barista instead of "Hey, I serve coffee down at the local Starbucks." So your parents can be like, "Yeah, hello, yeah. Christopher is a barista." <laughs> so when you're having an argument with your dad about whether or not you're going to get a real job, you can tell him that you're a barista. I'm a barista, and not dad. I serve coffee. I'm working on my art, and I'm a barista. <laughs> Uh, a woman posted a photo of a Starbucks barista who asked her to wear a mask. Then $100,000 was donated to that barista. Now the woman wants half of that money. You it's, know, while, since we're on the subject, I kind of want some of it, too. How much am I entitled <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it started when Amber Gillis posted a photo of the San Diego Starbucks barista, Lennon Gutierrez, with the caption, Meet Lennon from Starbucks, who refused to serve me because I'm not wearing a mask. Next time, I'll wait for cops and bring a medical exemption. People do get touchy over their coffee in the morning. Apparently, I mean, let's, just, let's just put that out there. Where did there. this happen at? Uh, this is in California. Okay. Yeah. Right. Shocker. Yeah. Which, bold move naming your kid Lennon. You know? <laughs> I mean, well, hey, have you, not, have you not looked on the internet lately? Uh, I, I, I know. I know. It's like America, they fought this whole huge war on communism. <laughs> and now it's like the end thing with all the 20-year-olds in America. Like, they're, uh, maybe go with Carl, you know? Lennon's <laughs> <laughs> not exactly somebody you want to name your kid after. Right. He did a lot of a lot of bad stuff. Anyways, a stranger in Shocking Orange County. communists did a lot of bad stuff. <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> you know what they didn't have in Russia? McDonald's french fries. 
All right. You know what they would do? They'd take a potato off the floor and cut it up and boil it and put it in hot grease. Okay. So you like common just fries. Well, no, hey, last I'm, time I checked, no. five guys, they didn't have any French fries in communist Russia either. The same methods they used were used by the communists. Therefore, they're the same thing. What would have been the French fries you got in, in Russia? I have no idea. <laughs> they would have like cooked the in vodka. Fries. <laughs> the people's fries. And you got to stand in line for five hours to get some. <laughs> Pick up your ticket. <laughs> Yeah, you've like done lost, you know, three digits to frostbite before you get up to the counter. A stranger in Orange County by the name of Matt Cowan decided he wanted to donate a few dollars to the barista in tip money, so he started a GoFundMe. As the photo from Facebook filled with hundreds and thousands of interactions and comments from people supporting the barista, the tip money eventually hit more than $100,000. Lennon said he plans to use that money to further his education and also follow his dreams of dancing. <laughs> nice. Nothing wrong with dancing. Tiny, why are you laughing? Well, like I said. I support the arts. <laughs> wow. Five guys, anti-arts. I'm just going to call it. You know, I, I said probably had a bachelor's degree in art. <laughs> I think that's pretty close. Gillis now says she wants half of that money. It was discrimination and is there, everybody is okay with it and enabling and rewarding that behavior. She went on to describe the symptoms that prevent her from wearing a mask, saying, one of them, I get shortness of breath, dizziness, and it messes with the heartbeat. Sounds very medical. (laughs) And I do have asthma as well, and I do get mask acne, so there are several things going on, and not only that, but it doesn't even work. Now, time out, since she brought up mask acne i've as an adult have started getting some acne on my Uh forehead i don't know what's going on with Uh it but i just want to acknowledge it for everyone who sees me in person i know i have acne (laughs) on my forehead i just don't know what to do about it i've scrubbed it and nothing changes so you're like going through puberty i think so (laughs) like are my hormones changing or something am i hitting you know that time where everything's about to quit working that i wanted to work I don't know. I'm just saying. All this started when you started taking that super male by Alex Jones. <laughs> Alex Jones did it to me. I just say I have, as a teenager, I didn't have a ton of acne, you right. know, like uh-huh. a lot of teenagers did. I've always had beautiful, supple skin, and it's really bothered me, okay? Now, of course, as Dieter started working at the cancer center, she immediately thinks it's cancer. So <laughs> I could potentially have some form of cancer. That's coronavirus related. Oh, sure. Yes. (laughs) So anyways, back to the story. The lady provided uh, KGTV with two documents to prove her medical exemption. One is a pelvic exam from 2015. Where's she breathing from? (laughs) (laughs) With uh, (laughs) results that say probable ectopic fibroid arising from the anterior wall of the uterus measuring 2.9 centimeter in size. And simple, a simple 2.5 centimeter left ovarian cyst. A second piece of paper is a handwritten note with letterhead from a San Diego chiropractor who she asked not to be named. The handwritten note reads, Amber has underlying breath conditions that prevent her from wearing a mask or any type of facial covering whatsoever. Please contact me if you have any questions. When that chiropractor wrote, who wrote the note was called, he said he could not discuss her situation. Of course, HIPAA laws, right. you know, he's not going to get in trouble. This sounds shockingly similar to the situation in Parks and Rec when the cop tells Ron he can't what, butcher a hog in the park. And he's like, oh, no, I got a permit for that. <laughs> right. And his so permit I can, just says, I can do what I want, <laughs> <Right>. Ron Swanson. <laughs> um, 
When Gillis was asked why a chiropractor gave her a breathing-related medical exemption, she responded because they are dedicated to providing non-invasive personalized care and treatment. They are real doctors. Uh, When asked if she has an apology or message to the public, Gillis said, no, absolutely not. (laughs) Why would you? I feel like I need an apology. I'm the one that's been discriminated against. I'm the one who's sick. She's spoken to a few lawyers, of course, about taking the case for getting half the money, but said they're all expensive, so she started her own GoFundMe to try to raise money. Oh, so there I you go, Patriots. Know, I would love to know what that GoFundMe right. is sitting at right now. There you go, Patriots. You can go donate to her and uh, and get her the legal representation she deserves. So she can take someone else's tip money? Yeah, $100,000 in tip money. Oh, She's man. looking for fifty. Like if I was a lawyer, I would take it on contingency that if we won, I get fifty percent of the winnings. You know, like you get twenty five, I get twenty five. Right. You ain't got to pay me up front. Well, how much are they going to give the podcast reading their story? I don't know. Audience? I don't know. Maybe we need to put in for some. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, once we get our McDonald's sponsorship, <laughs> uh, you maybe you no like. McDonald's got money to throw around. If McDonald's writes okay. a check, I will be on here next week saying you've already blown it for us. You've already blown it for us. That's all I'm saying. Five guys ain't got that McDonald's money. Okay, no. McDonald's got a lot of money. Personally, know a guy who owns like five or six of them too. Mm-hmm. So whatever, Tiny. Thanks for blowing our shot at advertising. Okay, I would argue that five guys don't have the money to spend on advertising because they put it all into the quality of their ingredients. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> You go to Five Guys and pay like $30 for a hamburger and four pounds of fries, whatever. Okay. It is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I do like their fries, though. I took the family there for the first time. You know, Big like, mistake. Huge mistake. <laughs> the dude told me the total. I like got weak in the knees and <laughs> grab onto the counter. I was like, whoa, what do you mean $80? I was like, we just got hamburgers, man. Do I look like some college student living <laughs> right. in their parents' basements? Yeah, right. I was like, dude, whoa. Are you sure that's right? I made everybody get water, you know? Like, <laughs> and then on top of that, they got that tip jar sitting behind yeah, the register. Right. Right you ain't getting no money How out of me. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, Five Guys has a part charge that much. Get their... Gross profit margin, right? Because they don't get the business set. Now we're going to blow our advertising shot with five guys. Five guys ain't got no money to pay us. <laughs> they ain't got no money to pay us. Uh, well, let's talk about somebody who does have some money. How about this? Okay. We talked last week about Kanye West. That's right. Announcing his candidacy for president of the United States 2020. That's right. And then we had a story come up in the Patreon, not on the show. That's right. About- Should have joined. Sorry, we can't talk about it, but we had a story, <laughs> yeah. but you can't hear. <laughs> but it was saying that he was out. Right. Well, he's not out. Okay, he's back in. <laughs> yeah. He's already a politician. He's flip-flopping, <laughs> well, you know? He's already like, got it down. Kanye never came out and said that he wasn't running for president. He did argue about whether or not he liked the chair on his Twitter account okay. last week. But this story comes from Bloomberg. It says, Kanye West files for Oklahoma Oklahoma presidential ballot. All right. Rap superstar Kanye West has qualified to appear on Oklahoma's presidential ballot, first state where he met requirements before the filing deadline. But confusion remains over whether he's actually running. 
I would say there's not a lot of confusion. Sounds like he's running. It sounds right? to me he's, a lot like he is running. He's on a ballot somewhere. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A representative for West filed the necessary paperwork and paid the $35,000 filing Wednesday afternoon, which was the deadline for a spot on the state's November 3rd presidential ballot. $35,000? Just to, to run be on the president? ballot in Oklahoma. That's ridiculous. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. No wonder only rich people run for office. <laughs> I know, you You have to be rich. Yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway, that was said by Oklahoma Board of Elections spokeswoman Misha Moore. He was one of three independent presidential candidates to pay the filing fee prior to the deadline, she added. The others were concert pianist Jade Simmons and cryptocurrency entrepreneur Brock Pierce. Okay. I've never heard of either one of those. You know, maybe maybe I'd like to vote for Brock Pierce. You think so? He might give you he might match your Bitcoin donation. <laughs> maybe he'll maybe he'll uh, maybe he would give me some Brock coin. <laughs> <laughs> the filing came a day after New York magazine's intelligentsier quoted West advisor Steve Kramer saying he's out and noting that the staff he had hired were disappointed. Now, I would just like to say that. All the headlines you saw last week that Kanye is out of the out of the race, all of that was quoting this one New York magazine article. And it was really just he he wasn't able to get on New York's ballot. Right. But then they were like, Well, Kanye's not running. <laughs> yeah. You gotta vote for Biden. You can't yeah. vote for Kanye because he's not in the race anymore. <laughs> I mean now Kanye it's going to be tough winning without the electoral votes from New York, you know? Oh yeah. For I'm a imagine. third party candidate. Yeah. But you can still get votes. Like you can still be an agent of chaos sure. come November. Yeah. Is what I'm saying, I guess. Right. Which, you know, you can write in someone's name, but do people at the ballot, do they even look at that? Or do they just. I have no idea. I wonder what happens. Like, yeah. If you write in somebody, I've written in my dad for several offices. I mean, I I've never seen his name appear, appear at any of the people who voted yeah. for. Now, you'll see Nick Saban come up. You know, they'll tell about how many people voted for Nick Saban. Well, I was going to say, I guess that I guess there has to be a record somewhere because I remember back in 2016, there was some headline that something like so many hundred thousand people voted for Harambe. That's right. So yes. I Our guess sweet there has prince. to be a record for it somewhere. Our sweet prince Harambe. The, start, things are looking better and better for ye. <laughs> <laughs> right. True. <laughs> what if he wasn't on the ballot, but he got like, a considerable amount of votes from like, the right end. We got like 50 million votes or something. <laughs> anyway, however, TMZ reported that the West campaign had filed a statement of organization Wednesday with the Federal Elections Commission stating that a Kanye 2020 committee would serve as principal campaign committee for a West candidacy. West has already missed the deadline to qualify for the ballot in several states, and it's unclear if he is willing or able to collect enough signatures required to qualify. I mean, it's a lot. It's real late in the game. If he wanted to be serious about this, he should have started, I don't know, a year ago. Yeah, right. He is getting in a little late. But right. he's got name recognition. He does have name recognition. Yeah. West, who said that he has been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, told the magazine that he planned to model his White House on the fictional land of Black Panther if he won the presidency, adding, let's get back to Wakanda. All right. I'm all for it. Yeah, all for it. So basically, if you live in Oklahoma, Dusty, I'm talking to you, <laughs> you can vote for Kanye. Hey, one Oklahoma listener we have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, good for you know Kanye. What? You know what? I might have I might have Dusty on. Okay. Talk about, this. talk about Kanye's <laughs> talk like about- 
campaign it's, it's efforts. It's going to be me trying to convince him to vote for Kanye. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to—he he probably he can't. Can he get on the ballot here in Alabama? I have no clue when I mean, the cutoff date is. I mean, we are in Alabama. Yeah. I'm a little surprised that Biden's able to get on the ballot here. <laughs> yeah, it's— uh, I would I would love to see him on the ballot in Alabama. <laughs> Me too. I mean, I think it'd be great <laughs> for myself. I'd probably vote for Kanye. Just why? because why yeah. not? Yeah. I'd love to tell my grandkids I voted for Kanye. Birthday party. <laughs> the birthday party. <laughs> it's great. Well, Kanye when elected. We'll have to deal with a lot of issues. Oh, Friday. He also tweeted out a picture, his face on Mount Rushmore. Okay. So well, uh, a Minneapolis Park Board is voting. They're placing a vote with representative democracy on legalizing toplessness. Okay. All right. So the article begins with an all-time sentence here. Having boobs is complicated. <laughs> and I agree. It is complicated. In the state of Minnesota, it's technically legal for a person with breasts to go topless if they want to, as long as they're not being lewd. That's very subjective. Based on past citations, being lewd sometimes mean meaning taking off your shirt at a sporting event or sunbathing. But there's one place in Minneapolis you can't take your shirt off no matter how you're behaving, and that's parks. A parks board ordinance explicitly prohibits anyone older than 10 from exposing their genitals, pubic area, which the article says public area, uh, <laughs> buttocks, or female breasts below the top of the areola. People, so, just not the tips. Yeah, you can go right down <laughs> to the edge. A few people have pointed out that this is weirdly specific and doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Helena Howard, a woman who got cited for being topless at a Minneapolis beach while quietly reading a book in 2018, was willing to go to court to prove it, but her case got thrown out as soon as she lawyered up. But after reaching out to her park board commissioner, she might just see the change she desires. The park board is going to vote on eliminating the ordinance altogether and leaving it up to the state statute. Elsewhere in Minneapolis, people of all genders can be topless in public, Commissioner Christopher Meyer posted on Facebook. I'm sorry, it's just Chris Meyer. It's a good boy, could be a girl. Uh, in spaces where men are allowed to go shirtless, women and transgender people should be able to do so as well. The reverse, Meyer went on to say, is true as well. If it's not okay for women to go topless in a certain area, then it shouldn't be okay for men either. A lot of the commenters were supportive. Imagine that or at least saw where Meyer was coming from. One asked if city leaders had a vendetta against families and if we should <laughs> set up homeless camps in the parks and add in uh, some nude communes. I think we go to church with that guy. Yeah. And then send our children to play on the new playgrounds our tax dollars built. So colorful as the image may be, a new example of the kind of fiasco this ordinance change is supposed to prevent cropped up Friday at Theodore Rith Park. Some folks were laying on the beach by Twin Lake when officers with the Golden Valley Police Department started riding up people for toplessness. Now, there's a uh, video in the article. I haven't watched the video. so <laughs> Whatever. But if you're interested in checking that out, you can check it out. Um, the Minneapolis Park Board met on Friday at 5 p.m., I don't know what the vote finalization is to know if you can be topless in Minneapolis now or not. But I'm all for toplessness. Okay. 
for everybody. I'd like to say, I think if we're going to be equal, let's be equal. Well, I would just like to say that I'm with you. I want everyone to be equal, but I actually stand on the other side. I think we should outlaw toplessness for everybody. For everyone? Me too. Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I've been on the topless train for a long time. So <laughs> let's, let's see if we can make it happen. Yeah. Freedom, baby. Freedom. I do think that it should be it should be either be banned one way or the other. Yeah. Like, like if, if guys can take off their shirt, sure. You yeah. Know, let women get in on the game. Sure. But you know what? If you don't want women taking off their tops, let's uh let's make, you know, the the young fit runners in the park put on running there. around sweating everywhere yeah. in their little shorty shorts. Hey, let's make them put a shirt on it too. Now you know you gotta pull me over on your side. Us <laughs> dudes sure do make me look bad. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Put your shirt on there, six pack, you know? All right. I like it. Uh, You just changed my stance. (laughs) Welcome. Yeah. (laughs) No toplessness. No toplessness everywhere. We're against toplessness, not just for women, for everybody. Right. Because we believe in equality of the sexes. Sure. Right. Exactly. I like it. You know what I like to put on a breast, Tiny? What's that? Cajun curl, bayou, blended, <laughs> spice. I'm talking about chicken breast, okay? And we want to thank world-famous Cajun curl, bayou, blended, spice for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order their spice and the Cajun curl cutter for potatoes right there on CajunCurl.com. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, pork, potatoes, french fries, seagulls, and anything else you can think of putting it on. The Spiral Potato Cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use and it's easy to clean, and it will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. If you want to turn your next cookout or event up a notch, imagine whipping up a batch of homemade potato chips. Your next-door neighbor isn't going to be able to top that. And let me tell you, the homemade chips with Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on them will change your life. On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the original Bayou Blended Spice, but the Cajun Curl Chip Cutter as well. And you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, it's low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10, that's EOP and the number 10, to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, you want to go to the phones? Yes. Let's do the phone. Our first voicemail comes from our buddy Nate. All right. I remember what I was going to tell you. Uh, I use Stitcher to listen to your podcast, and it tells you how many hours you've been listening and like how many days you've been listening in a row I've been listening to podcasts for 160 hours do I impressive do I need to get a life 
No, man, those are rookie numbers. <laughs> you got to get those numbers up. <laughs> Maybe not get a life, just a girlfriend. <laughs> and you can listen together. Yeah. Right. And you can... There's a lot of women that listen to Earth Oddity. Oh. And that's going to be like a great pickup line. If you go up to a girl right. and say, hey, you want to check out this podcast, Earth Oddity, listen to it with me. The majority of our hardcore fans are females. Absolutely. You know, probably because I'm a sex symbol, but <laughs> yeah. Um, And why does Pepsi make my teeth feel weird when I rub them together? I drink Pepsi and my teeth feel weird when I rub them together. Did you say testes? Did he say testes? No, he said, no, no. Well, he said, why does testes make my teeth feel weird? <laughs> Let's back it up. Hey, Pepsi makes my teeth feel weird. Pepsi. He drinks Pepsi. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I drink a Coke. I'm a Coca-Cola man. I also want to talk about something else, but I'm not going to because Uh-oh. it may get you canceled. Oh. This is 2020. All right. Bye. Appreciate your discernment. Thanks for that, Nate. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, there have been times if I drink a lot of Pepsi, I don't know, it's almost like this uh, waxy build-up substance kind of stuff or whatever. Okay. Your teeth feel kind of weird. I think I know what he's talking about. I have no idea what it is or what right. causes it or if it's good for you. I, I can't imagine it is. But I know I kind of know what he's talking about. You ever had anything like that happen? I, I only drink Coca-Cola because right. I'm from the South. Well, right? it, don't, it don't happen with Coca-Cola. Right. Because it's clearly the superior cola, right? right? I mean, I, I like both, but... Uh, Tiny, you're just contrarian. What? No, 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 no. Oh, you're contrarian. It's I, fine. Dude, okay, look, I went to the world of Coke. I've been to the world of Coke, in, too, buddy. In, in, in Georgia. Twice. In Atlanta, yeah. City of Atlanta. Went there. Yeah. And, well, you know what? I went twice, too, and they were back-to-back. Like, Ooh. I went one day, and then I was so... I loved it so <laughs> much. loved it so I much. I asked my dad to take me again the next That's day. That's beautiful. Yes. What about that sample room where you could just try all the different kinds Why of- do you think I went back <laughs> the very next day? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I camp out in there elbowing kids out of my way. Yeah. No, that I is- want the cherry barks. Get out of here, kid. That is a good day. Yeah. Just go there, like... Get there when they open. Yeah, just hang out in the soda room all, all day, day long, long. <laughs> drinking free soda. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess you pay. Yeah, I guess with there. your entrance fee. Yeah, but yes, you get in there and yeah. there's this one spot where you can try not just like Coke, but yeah, every soft drink they make yeah. around the world, right. anything they make, and you can just sit there and drink as long as you want to drink. Anything you want yeah, to drink. Just get a stomach ache. <laughs> yes. Go throw up and come back and do some more. Ruin your teeth forever. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It, all yeah, that but, to say, yes, the 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 Coca-Cola Museum in Atlanta turned me around. Yeah. The superior. <laughs> well, I just, I have no bank of knowledge for Pepsi. I just don't drink Pepsi. I mean, if, if you're like at a restaurant, you order a Coke and they're like, we got Pepsi. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. But, um... Most of the time, if I'm at a restaurant, I drink sweet tea anyways. I will say this, because I listen to a podcast called Business Wars. Okay. Where they talk about you know, similar businesses that duke it out. Yeah. And they had a, a long-running series on Coke versus Pet. And Coke, in its early, because, you know, it's been around since, what, the 1920s? Oh, yeah. In their early days, like, the dude hired two lawyers to basically just go around the nation and, like, shut down other Yeah, all the other Because, right. you know how it is. Somebody figures out something that works. Everybody and everyone's going to pile on. Yeah. Like, you come up with the beanie baby, and, like, somebody down the road is going to come up with the, I don't know, the huggy baby right. or something, you know, trying to cash in on, on your idea. 
Well, there were so many people that were trying to imitate and replicate Coca-Cola that some of them just slipped through the crack. One Pepsi of them was, was one. Nice. Also, he said in that podcast that uh, when they were trying to come up with the formula for Pepsi, the dude that was behind it, he kept saying it wasn't sweet. And, you know, these guys, they're down in the lab trying to get together a soda recipe, and they bring it to him, and he's like, not sweet enough. Huh. He kept saying not sweet enough. Well, he gets to one, and the guy, once again, he sends him out of, out of his office. He says it's not sweet enough. The two guys leave, and the other guy's like, well, I guess it's back to the drawing board. He's like, oh, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Let's just hold off for about two, three hours, and then let's go see him again. So they wait. They go back in there with the same sample, <laughs> and the guy tells him, all right, we got another recipe, but I want to warn you, I think this one's too sweet. Uh, you know, I don't think yeah. this gonna is going to go because we've actually made this one too sweet. So they give it to him. It's the same one. And he loves it. And he drinks it. it, and he's like, oh, you know what? I think that's about right. It's perfect. And so that's, that's the, how they got that's it. The Pepsi. Well, we know Pepsi once was the like owner of the world's sixth largest navy or whatever. Yeah, we talk works. about that. That's a great story. That's right. Pepsi that bought all or got all that stuff from Russia, communist Russia. Once again, tiny falling on the side of communism. <laughs> Just wanted to point that out. The people's soft drink. <laughs> Get in line now. <laughs> You're gonna be there for a while. <laughs> Comrade Tiny. <laughs> what other voicemails we got? <laughs> yeah, okay, we got we got one other one. John, I want you to listen up to this one. Right? Okay. Get you a good earful. Okay. All right. Hi, Tiny. Just Tiny, because I feel like you need your own sort of recognition without John. Uh, it's Jacqueline. Uh, it's today is Saturday, July 11th, and as of now, uh, just Lee Maxwell, as far as I know, is still alive. Uh, she could not be, but I don't know. Anyway, this has been an exciting week for me because I finally got my Cajun curl in the mail. Uh, so, so far we've put it on french fries with success, potato chips with success, and now I am cooking up a big batch of potato and dill pickle soup. It's delicious, don't judge. Uh, and I threw some Cajun curl in there. Oh, game changer. Anyways, uh, I just want to do a little correction on last week when I called in and named off famous Canadians. Uh, I missed one very famous Canadian, of course, uh, and my boy Stan called me out on it. So, of course, Brett Hart, famous Canadian. Also didn't mention Wayne Gretzky, but whatever. Uh, so I guess just this week, the show was, again, great, aside from the Alabama students during COVID parties where I just shook my head continuously and said, what the is wrong with you people? There's never been any proof of that, <laughs> by the way. No one's ever produced any proof that that happened. <laughs> this is old people getting tricked on by something somebody posted on social media. No one has showed any receipts that that happened. You're telling me that there's not a story that this Alabama student went to a COVID party, but right. it was a hoax. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there's been no proof that came out that any of that happened. Just want to throw that out. They just talked about it at us. Not that we're not meeting. dumb enough for us to do it, right. but all it took was like a city council member to see a tweet from somebody and then believed it to be true. I did see one headline that somebody went to a COVID party and now they're dead, but <laughs> it wasn't said, at least in the headline, it didn't say if it was at UA or not. Okay. So. Yeah. Plus the fact that students aren't really in town right now. It's a whole nother thing, but whatever. <laughs> Um, the Florida man that was trapped with the hundreds of parrots, has he not seen the movie Up or any sort of thing like that where you just sit in a lawn chair, 
tie all the parents to it and you're free. I mean, you go wherever you want. I mean, you go anywhere. You go to South America. Who knows? Just go wherever the parents take you. That's my solution to that guy who I know is listening. Anyway, talk to you later. Bye. That's actually brilliant. It is pretty brilliant. <laughs> Why I didn't like I that. think of that? Yeah, I like that a lot. We need more Canadian thinking when it comes to <laughs> being trapped on a property full of birds. <laughs> Thank you, Jacqueline, so much. Well, Tiny, finally getting the recognition he deserves. <laughs> finally. Finally. <laughs> I get no respect. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm a wholehearted believer that the COVID parties was just, it was just fake, mm-hmm. you know? Because that story died as quickly as it came about. I will say that if they are real, I'm a little bit bothered that nobody invited me. Right. (laughs) You see me and you at some college party, you know. (laughs) What you guys doing over there? (laughs) Do you have a moment to talk about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? (laughs) Right. I'm pretty sure we don't have any. No reviews. No reviews. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Sadie did tag us in a Instagram photo where she put our sticker on her water bottle. Nice. So we have like a water bottle, an international water bottle trade-off since her <laughs> sticker's on my water bottle now. So I like to think of it as a symbol of international peace between sure. nations. Right, yeah. That we can all listen to Earth Oddity and get along. <laughs> That's right, except if we talk about pineapple pizza or <laughs> french fries. But other than that, the the world is a better place because of Earth Oddity. Let me ask just real quick. I'm, I'm I don't want to get off on a, <laughs> oh, on a whole thing about it, but don't pour salt in the wound. I was gonna say, pineapple pizza was not invented by someone from Hawaii. That's right. Yet it gets referred to as Hawaiian pizza in this woke culture. Is that not a little racist? It is. It's appropriation, is what it is. Just gonna say. Yeah. All right. Moving on. You need to tweet that out on Twitter. <laughs> yes. Well, John, I don't know about you, but I would like to thank all of our Patreons sure. for giving to the show. Everyone. But I would especially like to thank, by name, the ones who donate at the $10 or above tier. And they are Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Thomas Williams, Mr. Tyler Bond, Mr. Todd Glover, Ms. Jackie B., Mr. J.D. Westfall, The Dapper Man, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Chris Tipton, and Mr. James White. Thank you all so much for donating to the show. It yeah. is, y'all are the reason we're able to get plug-in software that sure. make us sound like professional podcasts, even though it's really just a furniture salesman and his buddy who works in a hot, hot manufacturing facility right. who get together once a week I'm, in a spare room at their church and look tiny. one of these shows. I'm chief operating officer, okay? Uh, I would appreciate you. <laughs> Giving me the respect I deserve, okay? Okay. All right. COO for short. Yes. But thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Thank yes, you. for real. Dude, we thank everybody. And if you're not a part of the Patreon, join up. Because mm-hmm. uh, you might could hear me talk about some pretty wild stuff. If you sign up at the $5 level, you get Earth Oddity Extended, which is every single show, you get a couple extra stories. Yep. Usually a story from John's childhood where he was doing youth. something he shouldn't have been doing. From my youth, yes. <laughs> and once a month, you get an all-exclusive patron show. I've looked super hard for my erotic essay and <laughs> have yet to find it, but I haven't went through all the boxes out there. Gotcha. But I'm, I'm confident I got it somewhere. We'll find it. Yeah. Yes. With that said, you got anything else? No, I don't think so. Uh, just thanks for li- <coughs> listening. Wow, COVID's getting me. 
<laughs> if you can't donate to the show, that's what I was going to say. One thing we would just appreciate. get choked up thinking about how much I love our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> one thing we would appreciate is if you could just tell one other person, help us grow the audience. Yes, right. And then yes. you got oh, somebody to make fun of mutually, mm-hmm. you know, you and your friend. Absolutely. And call in the show, <clears throat> talk to Tiny, you yeah. know. You ain't got to talk to me all the time. Talk to Tiny, y'all. Everybody talk to Tiny. I'm on the team, too, guys. Yeah, right. Tiny's just, he's more important than I am. There would be no podcast without Tiny. Well, there would, there might be a podcast, but it wouldn't be that great. But I would, I would not be involved. You know, like, if you were like, hey, John, I'm turning all of the recording and mixing and all that over to you, that would be the last episode here I have. I'd probably do it once, and I'd be like, well, I'm out, you know? <laughs> hey, I'm impressed that you would do it once. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably do it once just to see what it was like. And then I'm right. like, nah, I ain't doing that anymore. Yeah, maybe you could get one of your kids to, no, to I doubt do it. everything. I can barely get them to mow the grass. <laughs> have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, CastBox, throwing them all. If you would like to email into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. And if you like pictures, John loves to post up show art. Post them like crazy. Other pictures, you can check those out, underscore earthoddity on Instagram. That's right. But by far the best way to get in touch with us is our voicemail. What's that voice on number All right, this is for everybody who wants to call in and leave a message for Tiny. This is an exclusive hotline. The Christopher Tiny Sullivan hotline is at 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope each and every one of you have an excellent Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network time. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.